0: Deceived by who? Deceived by Satan, devil, Belial. Second Corinthians 11, 12 through 15. Now, all I'm doing at this moment is running through some scriptures which speak of the devil as being a deceiver. Second Corinthians 11, 12 through 15. But what I do, that I will do. <laughs> I like Paul's spirit here. He was a confident man because he knew he was God's man. God's men are called upon to be confident men who speak in behalf of God. And he says, But what I do, that will I do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion. That wherein they glory they may be found even as we. For such are false apostles. Deceitful workers. Transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel. He says this shouldn't surprise us. For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing. If his ministers also be transformed. As the ministers of righteousness. Whose end shall be according to their works. What a solemn passage of scripture. For those who would seek to preach the word of God. For those who stand behind a pulpit. That they might be deceived. And be deceivers. Reflecting their master in spite of all the cover that they put on. That's why in this classic and well-known passage in Ephesians 6, which is commonly applied to the armor which the Christian has to wear in his battle, we have in 6.11 Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. (coughs) The wiles of the devil speak of deception. The wiles of the devil speak of craft. The wiles of the devil speak of ambush. Someone who's not up front. Second Thessalonians two eight through twelve. Now we're back to that second Thessalonians two portion, only beginning at verse eight. Now we looked at verse seven about the mystery of iniquity or lawlessness. Now we come to this. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth? He shall destroy with the brightness of his coming even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceitfulness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned. Who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. This deception is a terrible thing. With all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, our fathers applied this to Rome, to the Roman Catholic system. This is a fair description of it. But it has a wider application That it may apply to any kind of deception within the visible church. For those who do not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Who believe a lie. Who believe not the truth but at pleasure and unrighteousness. It's a serious business. Look at the serious words that are used, that they all might be damned. And it's after the working of Satan. See, verse nine. It reflects their master, and yet many of these, of course, would deny that they are children of the devil and servants of Satan but in reality by God's standard and in God's eyes they are even in seminaries 2 Timothy 2.26 They may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. That again is speaking of deception, something hidden, a snare that takes hold of one unexpectedly, who are taken captive by him and his will. Satan's power consists principally in his ability to deceive. I make that as a blanket statement, as a proposition. Get it? Satan's power consists principally in his ability to deceive. You know why? Because he's a liar. He's fundamentally a liar. And therefore, his kingdom is built upon lies. Deceit. Jesus made it plain in John 8 when he was here. And as I've often said, Jesus didn't mince words, did he? If you want a pattern for a preacher, look at Jesus, look at the apostles. Look at their forthrightness, look at their bluntness, look at their not seeking to manipulate, but just speaking out the truth. John 8 verse 44. This is said to those who were part of the visible church of the Jews. While they were claiming to be children of God. Verse 41. We have one father even God. He says. Didn't try to creep up on them. Didn't try to soften the blow. He just said I'll tell you what you are. You're your father, the devil. He ended up on the cross for that. They had the Romans put him to death for that. That was putting oil on the fire of their animosity. You're your father, the devil. And the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. We've looked at that already. And abode not in the truth. See it's related to truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie. He speaketh of his own. For he is a liar. And the father of it. Said Jesus. That's Satan. That's the devil. That's Belial. This is why. Satan primarily attacks the Word. From the beginning, his attack has, first of all, fundamentally, principally been against the Word. Upon the Word. As he did with Eve, isn't it? God had given her the Word. He (coughs) sought to wean her away from obedience to it. Through deception. Through lies. Satan's power consists principally. In his ability to deceive. And so he strikes at the world. And that's what he has been doing. Most vehemently. Throughout history. And especially. Since the late. 19th century this is basic it's sad to see men who profess to be orthodox who can't see this and you know that we had a division in this place over this many many years ago There were a couple of ministers at that time with whom we thought we might form a fellowship and perhaps even what is commonly called a denomination. And both of those men, at least one of them, departed over this issue of the word. How many of you remember that? because the lord had opened my mind to see the truth that his word had been providentially preserved and i wasn't willing to accept what is commonly called an eclectic eclectic or text that was compiled of pieces from here and there and everywhere and put together or something such as the niv or some other so-called perversion not so called perversion some other perversion so called word of God which they're not and that was the issue and that was the work of Belial that was part of his deception because Satan's power consists principally in his ability to deceive and he has deceived the seminaries and he has deceived the professors in the seminaries and he has deceived those who are there. We lost as you know one young man who was here. Who went out to Westminster West. Came here. He rejoiced here. He was under my personal care. And direction. One day he meets with me. After he would come from that seminary. He said pastor I have to leave you. Because I can't go along with you in the text. He was deceived. And as you know, he's suffering now. Suffering in his mind right now. I understand he's a mess. Mental mess. This is why we have to keep in it. This is why I keep speaking about this. This is why I keep saying it's basic. This is why I have with me, even this evening, more tracts in the subject. Another tract for you. Should the church be concerned about Bible translations? The answer is Yes. Yes because Satan, the devil, Belial, the deceiver has deceived at this basic foundational level knowing that that's critical his attack has always been that way Matthew 13:19. Matthew 13:19. believe I prayed this this morning at the close of the preaching that he might not be able to do this when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not then cometh the wicked that is Satan the devil Belial the deceiver then cometh the wicked and catches away that which was sown in his heart this is he which receives seed by the wayside See, the devil is present at every preaching of the truth. Against it. Not wanting it to take a hold of us. Wanting us to be deceived. Wanting us to be lawless. As he himself is. He wants allies. He has allies and he wants allies. Second Corinthians 4, 3, and 4. But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, that's Satan, the devil, Belial, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God, should shine unto them. I tell you, but for the work of God's Spirit, none of us would ever have been saved. The Word would never have penetrated. That's why it's not sufficient to say, well, all we have to do is just cast the Word out. The Word will do it. Oh no, the Holy Spirit does it. The Holy Spirit who gave the word works through the word to do it. The spirit who gave the word is the spirit who must apply the word. To make it live in the heart. It's a spiritual battle. Second Thessalonians 2 again. It's the same thing. The attack is against the word there, isn't it? We've already read it. Now we look at it from this angle. The attack is against the word, right? Because they receive not the love of the truth. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth. This is Satan's work. Whose coming is after the working of Satan. And now back to Matthew thirteen again. Verse thirty seven Jesus. Answered and said unto them, he that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, the good seed of the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked. A reference to Satan, to the devil, to Belial, the enemy that sowed them is the devil. The Harvest is the end of the world and the reapers are the angels. Verse 27 of the same chapter. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? And whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. Who is the enemy? The enemy is the devil. The enemy sows this deception into the visible church. He sows it in the world. He is Satan, the devil, Belial. Revelation 2.9. I was just thinking, I think it was yesterday. Sometimes I do think, you know. But I, I was thinking yesterday about so-called reformed, visible churches, and I was just thinking how few there are who are after the pattern of scripture. Anywhere. Even those who profess to be. Are they truly orthodox and reformed? Do they hold up under examination? I know thy works, Revelation 2.9, and tribulation and poverty, poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. And that's why our fathers, and no doubt you have it with you tonight, used that terminology about the visible church as they saw it. Westminster Confession 25.5 <laughs> You see, you have to be a complainer when you have to be a complainer. it is good to complain about pain because you may then get relief. So while the vast majority of invisible churches do want to hear these things and do want to face up to them, they must be spoken by someone. And thank the Lord there are those who are concerned and who do speak. And we know of them and we rejoice in them. For they reflect our Father's. 25.5 the purest churches under heaven are subject both to mixture and error and that's for sure however even though that may be the case and we know that Calvin said there's no such thing as a perfect church under heaven that's right we know that you only have to live it yourself to know that And some have so degenerated as to become no churches of Christ, but synagogues of Satan. A synagogue of Satan, a visible church, a synagogue of Satan. Under Satan, under the devil, under Belial, deceived. Beginning right behind the pulpit with the use of some other So called scripture, which is not the providentially preserved Word of God. Do you know the difference? I know the difference because of the Lord's dealings with me. In fact, I was looking back at some old messages way back, years and years and years ago. In my notes, there was Quotes from one of these perversions, which I thought at that time was closer to the truth, was closer to the original. You know what I call that now? You know my word for that now? Nonsense. Nonsense. You know why it was that way with me? Because I was deceived. When I was having theological training as I've often said the book that was handed to me for my Greek text, for my Greek study in the class in, classes in Greek New Testament Greek was what is called by Americans at least and I think is probably correct I've had a little debate about this Nestle's text which I commonly call Nestles. The text espoused by Westcott and Hort, two Romanizing heretics. That was just automatically handed to me and said, here's your textbook for your classes. Wow, this is great. What did I know? Until years later, the Lord, through studying history, showed me that this that I had received this text that they had given me from which to study my New Testament Greek was not the word of God after all. But I was deceived and those who gave it to me had been deceived. So I know from experience So we do have a fearful enemy, folk. You know, I I took leave, and I I hope it's in here, I took leave to go back to our hymn book that we used to use before we abandoned it, because while we ought not to be using these human poems uh, with musical accompaniment in worship, nonetheless, some of these poems are rather edifying and one of them is that one by Luther A Mighty Fortress is Our God and that piece of poetry has in it some of the words I've quoted from memory but which I will read because I purposely brought this behind the pulpit again to make use of it to read you a piece of poetry And what did Luther say back then in the 16th century? What did he say? He said, The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure. For lo, his doom is sure, one little word shall fell him. For still our ancient foe does seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great, and armed with cruel hate, on earth is not his equal. Luther knew that. As wrong as Luther was in many things, he knew that. Do you? Do I? Do we know our enemy? Do we know the fearful spiritual battle in which we're involved? Or are we too earthbound to appreciate it? Lord thank you for the word it's always so instructive and is so full there truly is a plentitude in scripture everything is here that we need for our souls we're called upon to burrow into it to mine it so Lord we pray that you would enable us to continue to do so And may we have again been enlightened this evening about our enemy, Satan, the devil, Belial. Lord, he's against us, but we're thankful that if God be for us, who can be against us? Jesus' name. Amen.